Welcome back to Psych Sounds. We are your hosts, Megan Ganson and Skylar Huff. Today we're going to talk about the effects of music on mental health, specifically on teens. Mental health has become much more prevalent in our world, with teens pushing to break the stigma of how mental health is treated. Some of the most common mental illnesses young adults face are anxiety and depression. People who suffer from these two illnesses are more prevalent than many people realize, especially since anxiety and depression are hidden, and, in more cases than not, both coincide, doubling the pressure a student has to fully function and... Music today has given young adults the opportunity to be able to express themselves better, both through their writing and even through listening. Teens with mental illnesses now have an outlet to be able to express their true feelings that they are having without having to worry about others. After doing some research, it was found that 60% of children have diagnosable depression and 80% of children have a diagnosable anxiety disorder. We decided to put this to the test. We posted a poll on our social medias to find out how much this affected our friends. In the survey, we asked what their age was, what their favorite genre of music is, and how often they listen to music daily. Along with this, we also asked how music made them feel during and after they listened to music, how their mental health was, what mental illnesses they suffer from, for example, anxiety, depression, OCD, other or none, and finally, if they had a mental illness, how does music help them? 65% of people were either 16 or 17 years old, and the three most popular genres of music were, in order, pop, alternative, and rap. 40% of those people said that they listened for more than two hours a day, while 25% listened to music for 30 to 60 minutes on average. And to add to that, 82% of the students who took the survey said, on a scale of one to five, with five being the best, that music made them feel at a level of a four or even five. Only 42% of people said that they had great or excellent mental health, which means that 58% didn't feel their health was where it should be. 77% of the respondents suffer from either anxiety or depression, and 46% of those people say that music fully helps their symptoms. This, we feel like, is an issue. These teens are constantly facing battles in and out of school, so we decided to take the effects of music and weigh how good or bad they actually are in teens' minds. According to the survey, music does help young adults, both medicated and unmedicated, benefit from listening to music, but many people don't realize that there can also be negative consequences from using music as your only source of medication or as an outlet. Certain listening styles can have a long-term effect on the brain. Men who listen to music expressing negative emotions had less activity in their medial prefrontal cortex, or MPFC, where women had increased activity in their MPFC. The MPFC is the most active during emotional regulation, so this can potentially have a negative effect on what people feel and how deeply they actually feel it. For me personally, I struggle with severe anxiety and depression, and I have for as long as I can remember. Ever since 8th grade, I have shown symptoms of these illnesses, and sometimes it's worse, but sometimes it's just normal. Listening to sad music has helped me deal with how I'm feeling and in turn made me a happier person, which sounds very counterintuitive, but it has helped me a lot more than people realize. Music is much more beneficial than people think it is. 
especially people who have to face mental challenges every day. And on that note, we will now be taking a short break. While music in general is amazing for our minds, some genres of music can actually hurt if you listen to it too much. A prime example, and one most people are surprised about, is unfortunately Christmas music. The songs can act as a reminder of all the stress circulating around the holiday season, buying presents, seeing disliked family members, catering parties, and travel plans. Employees in retail most likely struggle with Christmas music even more than the rest of us. Hearing the same songs on repeat for multiple hours at a time for multiple weeks in a row can make workers unable to focus on much else. The seller's push, also known as the, re- the rush to start getting people to think about Christmas shopping, will start in October of last year thanks to Best Buy. They started looking at the Christmas plants on October 22nd, which was two holidays in advance. While that specific genre can't be considered detrimental to teens' mental health, it actually doesn't matter what genre of music you choose to listen to, but rather the song in particular. Some people may choose to listen to sad music because it makes them feel better, but others choose to stay away from sad music because they don't want to further feel anxious or depressed. But that being said, if you do choose to listen to sad music, you have to be careful with how much you listen to. You can use this sad music to emotionally connect to others and yourself, as well as using it to work through sadness or work through emotional difficulties that you may be experiencing. It's good to listen to music that helps you feel less alone, but studies have shown that listening to too much sad music can actually make you feel worse. There gets to be a point when people experience rumination, also known as the tendency to become stuck in patterns of negative thinking to and to find it difficult to shake negative feelings about events. This can be extremely detrimental to someone's mental health because it keeps them in a, in a cycle of constantly feeling negative. With that being said, people perceive music differently. So just because you use sad music to help yourself feel better, that doesn't mean you should never feel, listen to sad music. It's just recommended that you take it in in moderation. And if you'd rather listen to happier music, that's perfectly fine too. Everyone's mind is completely different, so there really is no across-the-board right or wrong for what genres of music you should or shouldn't listen to in order to get yourself out of feeling negative things. But, little do people know, your physical health can also improve from listening to music. Music can reduce the perceived intensity of physical pain, improve running motivation, speed up post-workout recovery, and even help people eat less. Of course, the physical benefits can depend more on the mood of the music more so than the mental benefits. Exercise benefits are increased while listening to fast music since faster, happier music causes you to feel more energetic. And if you're trying to eat less, try listening to soft music. Soft music can help you listen to fullness cues by slowing down how much and how fast you're eating. Music is a powerful thing, and it can be used to become healthier, both mentally and physically. For our last part of our podcast, we have decided to talk about our favorite songs, as well as some of our friends' favorite songs, and why we all believe that these are our favorites. The reason being is that each person has a different favorite song for their own special reasons, and these reasons are very important to help to figure out why people feel the way they feel and how these songs can help them feel better. My favorite song is In My Blood by Shawn Mendes. The reason why is because this song is, to me, a very powerful song that um, discusses mental illness because in this song, 
Um, he talks about how he feels like he's alone um, through more ways than one. So here is In My Blood by Shawn Mendes. My favorite song is Vacation by Dirty Heads. I love this song because of the message it expresses, which is, if you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. So here's a little bit of Vacation by Dirty Heads. Our friend Margaret's favorite song is Female by Keith Urban. She likes this song because it's very powerful and very meaningful to her. It has a lot of details within the song that she appreciates the meaning behind. So here's her favorite song. Our friend Anita told us her favorite song is Wild by Kings of Leon. She loves that song because it gets her really energetic and makes her feel like she can do anything. So here's Wild by Kings of Leon. Kobe, another friend of ours, likes the song Only Girl in the World by Rihanna. He likes this song a lot because whenever he feels stressed, he will listen to the song and feel a lot better. So here is Only Girl in the World. Our other friend Palabi's favorite song is See You Again by Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. She really likes this song because of the message behind it and how emotional the song really is. So here is See You Again by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. Another friend of ours, Anthony, loves the song Tell Me You Love Me by Demi Lovato. He loves it because of the emotion she puts into it. And the style of music it is, which is soulful pop. So here is Tell Me You Love Me by Demi Lovato. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast on mental health and music. Next week, we're going to be diving deeper into what makes our minds prefer some music over others. I hope everyone comes back and please tell everyone about Psych Sounds. A special thanks to the National Association of School Psychologists, or NASP, for sponsoring this video. Another big thanks to Ms. Green for giving us a special opportunity to make this podcast and share this information.